Welcome to the exclusive podcast of the Potomac Patriots. This is Patriots Playback, presented by Cross Ice Feed. We go now to your hosts, David Stearns and Brian Schrems. Welcome everybody to Patriots Playback. David Stearns here with Brian Schrems, getting ready for some Patriots action this coming weekend. The boys are going to take on the Hampton Roads Whalers, and they are on a three-game win streak, but they're going to be going up against a very formidable, tough opponent in the Hampton Roads Whalers. They lost to them earlier on this season in late September, 8-2 and 7-2. They definitely have a mountain of a task to conquer here as they have... Uh, yeah, number one team back in the barn again. They are on top of the Southern Conference 14-0 or 14-2-0-0 on a season with 28 points. And the Patriots are sitting at number four with 16 points with an even 500 record. Schrems, we got, well, an interesting weekend coming up to say the least. Yeah, no, it, it's a huge weekend for, for the Patriots. And not only in a, in a redemption Manner, but but as well as the uh, the fact that they're they're sitting pretty right now in the standings, and every point counts. And I'm thinking that there's 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 going to be a um, a spark that's going to be in in this team this week. And I'm I'm not sure, you know, if if this whole thing is a, a pipe dream, but I don't think it is. The the Atlanta Junior Knights knocked off the Hampton Rose Whalers a couple weekends ago. So, and, and, and we do know that the Knights are below the Patriots in the standings. So there, there is, there is uh, a kryptonite, I guess you could, you could put it, for this, this Hampton Rose team. And, and hopefully the Thomas Patriots can figure that out this weekend. And the one other thing to note here is that there are two losses in the Hampton Roads Whalers column there, and it is on. Uh, there are two away games. They are perfect at home, so uh, obviously it's going to be uh, you know tough once they go back down to Hampton Roads. But right now, the task at hand here is at home, and um, you know I, I'm very excited to see you know what we've seen in two weekends ago against the East Coast Eagles and see if that will actually kind of uh, continue on here. One one interesting note to say, yeah, you'd mentioned um, yeah, about uh, Atlanta Junior Knights taking on the uh, Hampton Roads Whalers and beating them, but uh, East Coast Eagles also defeated. They gave one of the two losses to the Hampton Roads Whalers 6-2 to two back on October 27th. So uh, if that doesn't speak any volumes here, I don't know what does. I mean, there is a chance for these... Potomac Patriots to really come out and make a statement here, and as you'll hear in the interviews here, there there are some keys to victory here that are definitely attainable. It's just a matter of making them happen. And uh, when you look at the you know the combinations of lines that we've seen roll out throughout the season, I think that this team is actually comfortable with the combinations that they have right now, especially with the injuries uh, suddenly disappearing now. There's they're not adding up. They're actually slowly fading out, and players are coming back into the fold. And, and it's and it's something that every team deals with once in a while. But you know, the Patriots had a real rough go of it for a, a number of weeks there. And um, hats off to, to the coaching staff to go out and find those replacement players that actually fit the mold and, and can get the, the team through some tough times. And, and like you said, we're, we're on the up and up here with several players. Uh, um, Adam Matowski is going to be, you know, at that 100% is, as he described it, um, right now he's he's at 100 percent of what what he was hoping to be at, right. and uh, you know he's a he's a huge huge contributor back there on the on the defensive end, and you know we got Tyler Nolan hopefully coming back here in the next couple of weeks as well, and, and those players are, are are important. Those are those are the players he started the season with, and uh, they know the system. They can jump back in and they produce, and. Uh, you know the, the number one thing that you want to you want to do is is, is physicality wise. You want to outplay your opponent. However, you got, you got to do it smart. You can't set yourself up for injuries. You can't um, you you can't uh, uh, put this. You can't make the, the, the stupid plays that put your team at risk. And, and, and getting yourself injured is, is certainly one of those things. So smart physical play, I think, is, is going to be key for this team this weekend. And also, we await the return of Connor Ackman. We're going to get an update on his status uh, in a little bit here from associate head coach uh, Rick Hildreth. So, 
Uh, let's start into our interviews now here before we get too far ahead of ourselves. And uh, let's start off with talking with the captain, Alex Gross. All right, we're joined now with uh, Captain Alex Gross. Gross, talk to us a little bit about here um, what your expectations are this coming weekend against the Hampton Roads Whalers. And uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, first off, you know, what it means to be a captain for this team. Um, well, we're uh, going in playing against the first place team in the league. And expectations here are nothing low. We want four points this weekend. We want to prove that we're one of the best teams in the league. And so going in, we are just going to work hard this weekend and try to win both games. Now this season, as, yeah, go ahead. Yep. <laughs> as far as I guess you said, being a captain of this team, is yeah, just uh, helping lead the team. Being an older guy, my last year junior, to help lead if that's what I can, set a good role and example, so we can win games. What types of things have you been doing uh, for your team? You know, as their leader, um, that kind of helps bring everybody together and uh, kind of get everyone uh, geared up for games and that. What what is what is your kind of leadership style? Um, just being talkative in the locker room and then setting a lead by example kind of role with my play. I work hard, finish it. All right. Uh, so this coming weekend, Hampton Roads, number one team in the league. Uh, you obviously saw them a few weeks back, actually a little bit more than that. Uh, what are you guys going to do differently this time around to make sure that the same result doesn't repeat itself? Well, we're more prepared. We I think that was one of our first six games of the year, but We've played a lot more games, and we're ready to uh, take it to them. We're going to play more of an aggressive, hit-the-puck-and-go kind of pace game and just do our best to capitalize on our power plays and kill penalties. Hey, Shrems, you got a question for Captain Gross here. <laughs> I'll jump in. Uh, we've seen Coach switch up lines here and there over the past couple weeks. Who are you going to be rolling with this weekend? Um, is it somebody that you're familiar with, or are you going to try something uh, new for us? Um, from the looks of it, I think it's going to be me, Smith, and Lindsley again this weekend. Last weekend we played together for the first time, and not last weekend, our last game. And, uh, we didn't really produce offensively, but I feel we're going to have a good weekend. We're just getting used to playing together. So me and Smith have been playing together for a while, and I feel like we will light it up this weekend, hopefully. All right, now talk a little bit real quickly here, our last question for you, um, about the injury situation with the team. You know, it's been kind of biting you guys left and right, but it uh, seems like you're trying to slowly come back from injuries. Uh, what's the situation like now? And, uh, you know, as you miss players being on the lineup there for quite some time, what is it like to reintroduce them back in? I mean, it's got to be uh, kind of a game of trying to get chemistry brewing, you know, between the guys again. How is that affecting you guys as a unit? Um, well, I think it's fine. It's just good getting guys back. I think we have Nikowski back now, which is good defensively, and then I think we're still only missing Nolan and Ackerman. And it looks like Nolan's going to be coming back pretty soon, so that's awesome for the uh, lineup. All right. Well, good luck this coming weekend against Hampton Roads. We'll catch up with you soon. All right. Thank you. All right. So there you have uh, Alex Gross's thoughts as the captain of this team. And, uh, you know, what what a story with him becoming a leader for this squad, you know. Uh, knowing the history with him last year and then going into this year, uh, quite a transformation for this young man and uh, pretty much looking at how his, his leadership has pretty much guided this team in the right direction here this season. Uh, full credit to him. I mean, he's he's got a very positive influence going on there in that locker room. Yeah, and, and playing both ends of the ice as well as he does is definitely, um, like you said, setting a good example and, and leading by example for the rest of his teammates. And, uh, you know, if you could have an ideal player with with the leadership skills and, and the the scoring ability and the awareness out on the ice, um, it, it would be Alex Gross. And he seems to be falling into this leadership role, and, and or he seems to be embracing this leadership role. And uh, I think the teammates really do respect that. And it's obvious with his two-way play on the ice, as you already alluded to, but uh, I also think that he plays with a lot of heart, too. You can tell that he's very passionate about this game, and he's passionate about his team, and uh, he lays it all out there on the ice. I mean, it's no mystery of what he's feeling out there, and he, he's not afraid to let the other team know what he's feeling as well. I mean, and also his shot-blocking ability is just unbelievable. He throws his body like none other out there on the ice, and he gets in front of every shot that guns its way towards uh, Moyer or Park or whoever's in net there. I mean, it's just phenomenal. The uh, the hockey sense that he has out there on the ice and also the uh, the amount of heart he plays with. If, if, I, can, if I can parallel him to a, a captain from the past couple of years, he reminds me of a Brendan Morrill 
uh, maybe from a couple of years ago, someone who isn't afraid to be physical, isn't afraid to get dirty in the corners, forecheck on the penalty kill, make sure that we're taking 20, 30 seconds off. We've seen him do that a number of times this year. Um, you know, it, it's 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 striking, and, and, and Morrill being one of the more respectable captains of the past couple of years because of how well-rounded of a player he is, I think. Um, I think Alex Gross takes on those characteristics. He's, he's, he's really got a, a bright future out of him. Well, let's not inflate his ego too much because I know he's definitely probably listening now that he knows he, he was interviewed. But uh, his presence is definitely known out there on the ice. When he steps out on the ice, you can't miss him. Uh, I mean, not only because of his size, but because of the impact he has on every play that takes place out there on the ice. Um, I mean, he recovers well uh, if something goes wrong, and he also makes things happen in the right regard as well. So, definitely looking forward to see what he put out. He puts out there for the uh, the duration of this season. And yet, one of the things we're going to have to trust uh, a lot of things to happen here between now, uh, this coming weekend, and uh, February, because we're not going to see them very much. And uh, we're just going to have to take in a lot on faith from what the players and uh, coaches are telling us. Uh, and what we see from uh, other uh, vendors that uh, broadcast these games, but yeah, Alex Gross definitely an impact player. But let's talk about another player here. Let's uh, let's shift gears over to Adam Netkowski, a player we didn't see very much of, uh, given the fact that he's been injured um, once they came back home from their first weekend up in a showcase, and then we got a glimpse at him. And uh, let's hear what Adam Netkowski had to say about his short time there against the East Coast Eagles and going forward. All right, we're joined now with Adam Natkowski, uh, finally making his way into the lineup. We saw a little bit of him uh, a few weeks back against East Coast. Adam, uh, how is, uh, how's uh, the recovery time coming here? You're back on the ice, and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, pretty much <laughs> your recovery time and what you expect to do against the Hampton Roads Whalers. Oh, well, my recovery time has been very good. Uh, I feel like I'm 100% back, and uh, what I expect to do on uh the Hampton Rose, I'm not really sure yet. I'm just going to try to fit in the lineup and try to help the team out as much as possible. I don't really have any high expectations for myself yet, but definitely want to come out at least even, no scores against. All right, this is the first time we've uh, we've gotten a chance to talk with you. Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, uh, kind of the background, where you played before, and uh, you know what you plan on doing going forward. Okay, well, uh, I'll start out where uh, I was born in Frederick, born and raised in Frederick, Maryland. Um, I lived, was raised there all my life. I started my junior career in Frederick for the three, played two years there. Then this year I uh, decided not to play there and come try down here in Potomac. I liked it a lot. I think it was a great decision. And uh, besides that, uh, not really much else to say. You got uh, your eyes set on any kind of prize like playing collegiate hockey or uh Anything further than uh, junior hockey? What what are your what are your goals? My goals are to ultimately try to get into a Division three program okay. for hockey in college. Um, I had a couple looks uh, about two years ago with um, from Skidmore and some other uh, schools. Okay. Um, but if ultimately if that doesn't uh, work out, what's looking like my biggest plan would be for next year is just to go to uh, West Virginia University play for their club team. All right, I hear they have a pretty good club team. Uh, I think we have some former Patriots. I can't remember who off the top of my head that ended up going there, but uh, uh, I'll have to check on that later. Shrems, you got any questions for Mr. Natkowski? Yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, I saw you for the first time at home a couple weeks ago against the East Coast. Um, immediately off the bat, we noticed you have uh, more of a tendency to jump up in the play and contribute offensively. And Coach got you on the power play a little bit as well. Um, so are, are we right in our... In our uh, diagnosis here of, of a uh, offensive-minded defenseman, or um, were you just uh, trying out a new role here? Well, the thing is, um, throughout my hockey career, when I was little, I've always, um, I started out playing offense, so when I moved back to D, finally, I kind of took on the role of being an offensive defenseman, but I've had very different coaches in my career, so one would tell me to play defense uh, defensively, and I could do that, about and play back all the time, or other ones would rely on me to come score on goals. So pretty much I do whatever. I just diagnose the situation on the ice, and if it needs me to stay back and play D, then I'll, that's ultimately what I'll do. Or if it means I can come step up, I'll take the puck and shoot. So, so given this hybrid style of yours, do you, do you have a, a preferred pairing partner, uh, someone who's more defensive-minded or someone who's more offensive-minded? And uh, 
who 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 have you gelled with um, in, in the little time that you've given back? Well, I would say my favorite defensive partner right now would be James Thayer just because I haven't really played a full game yet with this team. And, I mean, you get to practice with all the players, but you ultimately don't really know how everyone plays until you play in a game. So I've played with James for a good, like, three, four years now, so he's pretty much the only one I know how to play with or I know exactly where he's going to be all the time. So he's probably my favorite to play with. Awesome, thanks. All right, thanks, Adam, and uh, good luck this coming weekend against the Hampton Roads Whalers. Okay, thank you. So there we have the thoughts of Adam Natkowski, uh, a, 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 a interesting defenseman from what we've seen, and uh, I guess I'm interested to see more of him, to see what he can provide for this team. And uh, his favorite pairing there with James Thayer. I mean, that's a good choice, and uh, if it works, I guess keep going with it, right? No, it does, and, and I think... Uh... I, I think he brings a, a unique aspect to the game. You know, he mentioned he had a, a lot of different coaches with a lot of different approaches to the game, and he actually left forward to become a defenseman. And he's played all facets of defense. And um, you know, I, I think he, he becomes one of the more um, pliant players, if you will. Someone, you know, if if you catch an injury up front. We can throw Nipelski up front and have him play forward, or if we need a good stay-at-home defender that's no penalty, you know, he's going to be there. He understands the role of a defender and many roles of a defender, um, and, and he seems to be coming into his own here a little bit as well. We just got to make sure the guy stays healthy. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of myself. You know, I started out as a uh, a winger when I was growing up, and then all of a sudden I came into high school hockey, and I'm thrown on defense. And you know, sometimes you just don't realize your true talents until you've pretty much tested that area. And uh, it looks like he may be a a really good fit there, especially with that pair, pairing with Thayer. And also, he has he has a good idea about what the Patriots organization is about because you know, having his time there with the Frederick Freeze, you know, we saw him. Um, it would be about two years. Uh, well, maybe not two years ago, but. Uh, we may have seen him last year. I did uh, go to one of the games that we did not broadcast against the Frederick Freeze, and uh, and I guess he did stand out to Coach Ziegler uh, previous to the season. So, I mean, definitely a standout guy, and I'm excited to see what he's capable of out there on the ice because, you know, the defensive core for this team, when they're on, they are on. You know, you think of players like Mendoza. You think of James Thayer. Uh, Ian Edgington, you know, he's a guy that really – uh, likes to make his presence known out there. The physicality that this team brings, and Jonas Glad too, also you know up there at the blue line, he does a great job moving the puck around and making sure he's at the right place at the right time uh, to keep the plays in motion in the offensive zone. But what Netkowski brings, I'm excited to see. And also, you can't forget about Peter Nam too, the role that he's filled in for this team, being called in at the last minute, so to speak, from what Coach Ziegler said. What's that? They potted himself a goal last weekend, two weeks ago too. Yeah, so I mean... He, you, you think about how everybody on defense has been contributing. I'm very interested to see, you know, given that he's only played five games, where where he's going to be contributing. You know, does he uh, does he mirror one of his other defensive partners, or does he go off and kind of uh, create a style of his own out there? Because you know, we all know what each defenseman's role is, and they're not consistent across the board. I mean, they pair up. Everybody pairs up well with each other as far as styles go, and if he pairs up well with Thayer, I'm excited to see what he's capable of up uh, here against the Hampton Roads Whalers this weekend. Yep, it's going to be a big weekend for both of those defenders, both offensively and defensively. They're going to have to make sure that they're uh, back in the zone because, as we saw a couple months ago from Hampton Roads, they they have the offense to to, to definitely bury a team early, and uh, you know, you'll hear Coach Hill was talking about. Uh, the main goal for this weekend is to get up early so they don't have to play somebody else's game. Now we got another player that uh, we're still trying to get to know here. It's Stephen Gerke, uh, playing 10 games with the elite team, you know, uh, transitioning over from the Empire side. He's potted himself one goal, and he had a helper in the weekend against the East Coast Eagles. Let's get a talk in here with Mr. Stephen Gerke. Oh, we're joined here by Stephen Gerke. Um, I'll lead off with a few questions regarding the, the East Coast uh, weekend uh, Two weeks ago now, um, easily by far the most impressive weekend that you've turned in at home that we've seen this year. Um, you and your line mates were clicking. It, it seemed like everything was going in your favor, and, and it seems like a, a line combination that was just kind of thrown together to see if it works, and it definitely did. Talk a little bit about East Coast, and then talk a little bit about working with um, players like Nasser and Sterling. <clears throat> well, um, I mean, East Coast, uh, that they're a good team. They're quick. 
Um, I mean, they they showed against Hampton. We all know that. And um, I mean, I, I enjoy playing with uh, Skrillex and, and Logan a lot because, I mean, they're big guys. You know, Skrillex is huge. And and they provide the, the physical presence, you know. And, I mean, I'm not a big guy, so I just try to come in and scoop up whatever I can get, you know, I guess. Now, did you, um, it, it was hard to see for us because we're, we're at a disadvantage and angle. Um, did you actually pot a goal that weekend, or was that uh, was that a helper you got in that first game there? Uh, are, are you talking about uh, East Coast? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I got the helper on that one. Okay. Um, talk a little bit about your, your playing style. Um, where do you see yourself fitting in on this team? Do you see yourself more of a, of a top six player at some point, or are you in a um, are you in a grinder role? Are you more in a uh, uh, playmaking role? How, how do you describe your, your, your style of play? Uh, well, I mean, this is my first year playing juniors. Last year, uh, I, I played U16 AA, and I, and I was definitely just a scorer. I scored I scored a bunch of goals last year, but um, I mean, I came in, I started out in Empire, and I mean, first game I got lit up and got a concussion, so like that, that was kind of a, a awakening for me, I guess. So then I I figured out that I I can't play the way I played last year. Um, so so I mean I I figured out that I need to I need to just work hard, kind of kind of grind it out, you know. I mean, I'm still trying to score goals and stuff, but I know I I'm I'm there just to work hard and and get in get in there and stuff, so. Um, I mean, I'm still looking for offensive opportunities, obviously, but um, I mean, I'm just there to to fill in wherever I'm needed. Now, upcoming weekend here against Hampton Rose, the best team um, in the league this far. Talk a little bit about what we are going to see from your line. Are you going to stick with, uh, you know, Nasser, Carr, and Skrillex? I mean, it seemed to work the last time. It seems like it's a pretty good balance of side speed. And uh, finesse, or is coach going to uh, mix things up a little bit? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I I, th- I think I'll probably stay at that line because we've been clicking lately. But um, uh, we know we know Hampton's a, a great team, so we're gonna need to really play our best out there. So um, most likely, I, I mean, I'm not sure what what coach is thinking, but most likely I'll probably stick with them, and we'll just have to really grind it out and try to get some some dirty goals. All right, well, I'm going to refer back to an old line combination that you had back a few weeks further to the uh, game against the Atlanta Junior Knights. You had the eventual eventual game winner, and you were out there in a combination with uh, Gross and Smith. Uh, talk a little bit about the goal, uh, your first goal uh, as a Patriot in the Elite uh, Division action. Uh, well, um, Gross and, and Smith were down low. They're, they're cycling it, and... Um, and I, I just got off the bench. I was changing, and it it just happened that uh, um, Gross uh, poked it out to about the top of circles. And I mean, I was just coming in, so I just picked it up, went wide, took it down low, and I noticed uh, uh, Smith was was in the corner with some guy. They were in like a, a little spat, so I I just cut in because the guy I didn't think he was paying attention, and um, so I cut in and. And it was open, so then I just took the shot. But I, I mean, I was I, I was tripping up, but I I took the shot and just went on goal. It just happened going, I guess. I guess we didn't get a chance to see the goal, but were you airborne when you were taking the shot? Then was it kind of uh, Bobby Orr like? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure. I I I think it was right after. I guess I don't know. Maybe right in the middle of it. Okay, hey, one one quick question before we finish out here. You know, uh, talk a little bit about the difference between the Empire play and the Elite play. Uh, do you feel comfortable playing at the Elite level? I mean, is it uh, a little higher paced? I mean, when I think of Empire hockey, I think of rough and tumble, kind of you know, uh, more physical and in light in the like like that. And then Elite, you think a little bit more goal scoring. Um, talk a little bit about the difference in what you've seen through your eyes. Uh, well. I definitely agree about the the roughness of Empire, and it, I think it's a lot dirtier up there, um, physical physical hitting wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I found that out pretty quick first game, like I said. Um, but like the elite, it's just it's ridiculous how fast some of these guys are, and 
it's definitely takes some getting used to, but um, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm like warming up to it a little bit, you know. I mean, obviously it's a huge step up from last year playing U16 Double A, but mm-hmm. um, but it, I think I think I'm warming up to it, finally getting the feel, you know. It's it's definitely it's definitely a big step up though. All right. Well, hopefully uh, you're really warmed up and ready to go against uh, the top team, the Hampton Roads Whalers, this coming weekend. Good luck. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Steve. All right. So there you have the thoughts of Stephen Gerke, a player that uh, seems to be fascinating to uh, a few of us here, especially Schrems. Uh, you like those combinations there with his uh, with his pairings out there on the ice on uh, on the forward there. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't until that weekend against East Coast that we really began to notice what he was made of and, and his abilities. And he's had a quiet season thus far. We haven't called his name too much at home um, until last weekend. He 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 um, had himself to Hobart last weekend, and uh, he was he was line mates with Mikey Carr, um, Skrillick, and, and Logan Nasser was mixed in there as well. And and it's kind of like the the the, the yes. For, for lack of a better way of putting it, the the three amigos, if you will, you got the you got the speed with Mikey Carr, you got the you got the physicality and, and the grit with Skrillex and 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 um, Berkey and and Nasser, they can be the finesse, they can be the finishers, um, if if need be, if they're in the right place at the right time. You mentioned he's going to the net a little bit more, um, trying to get in there and get some dirty goals and. You know that's 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 where he sees himself right now, and, and embracing that role is definitely going to pay off for him. So a bit of a grinder line is where we're seeing him fill in the role. So uh, I mean, it's definitely working out for this team. And uh, as we'll talk here with um, associate head coach Rook Hildreth about uh, the line combinations, you get to see that everybody's kind of flowing together with their lines in that, and uh, you know every line is contributing where they're seen fit. So uh, why don't we move right into that interview then with Associate Head Coach Rick Hildreth. All right, we're joined now with uh, Associate Head Coach Rick Hildreth. Coach, um, looking back a little bit here, you know, we had the East Coast Eagles, a great successful weekend against them. You guys are on a bit of a win streak right now. Talk a little bit about the feeling in the locker room and uh, how you guys feel about the progress that your team has made. Uh, You guys are above 500, and you're sitting, I believe, currently still in fourth place. Yeah, I think uh, everybody's feeling pretty good, and uh, we have Hampton Roads coming up this weekend, and they're the best team in the league, and we didn't do well against them the first time we played them, but I think we've made a lot of improvements. Everybody feels the same way, so we're looking for, you know, another opportunity against them to see if to see if we've made some real progress. Because um, doing well against Hampton Roads, I mean, that really means something. Um, beating East Coast, we beat them both games, but I think everybody expected we would beat them both games, so... You know, um, but the Hampton Roads games this weekend really mean something to us, so it's, it's going to be a big weekend for us. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to make progress steadily weekend, one weekend after the next. We want to be the best team, you know, in March, not necessarily in September. So I think we're on the right course. What were some of the highlights that you guys have picked out from that weekend against East Coast? Anything stand out to you? I mean, there was obviously some great moments in it, uh, like the Skirlick last-second goal and uh, all the other kind of moments that kind of came together for a successful weekend. What in, what in your mind stood out from that weekend that you guys can carry on with you, especially given that last weekend you guys had a bit of a break, but what can you guys take with you into this weekend against Hampton? See, but what we did against East Coast is we kind of spread out our, our talent throughout the lineup and just kind of just tried to play like three even lines so we could just kind of roll the lines. We didn't do any matching or anything like that. We just wanted some consistency throughout the lineup. And uh, I, I think we got that throughout the entire weekend. I mean, every line at times kind of was able to dominate play and create scoring chances. Um, both power plays did well, um, moved the puck well, and uh, we started to execute on some face-offs. So I think uh, the line combinations, we're going to leave them the same going into the Hampton Roads weekend um, because everybody performed pretty well. And that's what we're looking for, just consistency, shift to shift. Um, it seemed like uh, in the East Coast weekend, there was a couple stretches we didn't play well, but it wasn't because one line didn't play well. It's like kind of the whole team had a letdown, and we went through a stretch of six or seven minutes in the Saturday game, and then again a stretch of six or seven minutes in the Sunday game. Mm-hmm. Where the whole team didn't play well, it wasn't necessarily like necessarily like we're looking at one line saying, "Boy, we got to do something with this one line," or you know, or we don't have a line that we're concerned about being on the ice against Hampton because we're trying to spread out the talent. 
So we're going to give that a shot this weekend and see if we fare better than when we did the first time we played Hampton. So with the success of uh, great line combinations, conversely, what what thing, what particular item uh, of that weekend uh, would you say is something that you guys focused in on in the past week, uh, past two weeks of practices leading up to this weekend? Um, getting different ways to get the puck in behind the other team's net, um, other than just plain old, you know, dumping the puck in from center right. We don't want to do that. We want to kind of have more control of the game. But whether you're driving wide and just getting the puck in deep by skating it in behind the other team's net, or whether you're just chipping it off the boards and chasing it down yourself, um, or maybe it's a combination of a pass and then a chip down to the zone, different things like that that kind of just lead to making sure we always get the puck in below the goal line before we try to work it out front for a scoring opportunity. Okay. Uh, so uh, let's uh, transition gears a little bit here. Uh, Cam Smith. Uh, had a player affiliation agreement uh, signed recently with the Johnstown Tomahawks. Let's talk briefly here about uh, Cam Smith's debut up there in Johnstown, and uh, you were in attendance for his first game. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, you know he got better as the week went on. The more chips he played, the more comfortable he felt um, and on the ice. And um, I just think uh, he maybe was a little nervous going into it because he, he's a smaller kid and he. And he's a big with a lot of big guys, so I think he was a little nervous about that at first. But once he got out there and saw that he could skate at that level and be able to handle the puck and make some plays, he just more consistently uh, throughout the weekend just got better and better and better. So uh, I think he was feeling pretty confident by the end of the weekend. So it was a, it was a good showing. I know we had a good time. Um, it was a good crowd, two 3,000 people each night, and a nice building, um, and it looked like he had a real good time. Now talk talk a little bit about where he fit in their depth chart. I mean, obviously, you know, you and I were kind of talking back and forth on Facebook uh, there while you were in attendance. Um, it looked like he came out even on the plus minus, which is always good. Um, what, where did he fit in their depth chart uh, from what you've seen? Well, it looked like uh, kind of like what I was talking about. What we what we did with our lines here, kind of just spreading out the talent and just trying to get them some, some consistency throughout the lineup. Mm -hmm. It looked like the Tomahawks uh, were basically trying to do the same thing. I wouldn't say Cam was like on their fourth line or anything, but mm -hmm. I don't know if they had a fourth line. They just <laughs> kind of had good players on every line, and they just kind of rolled the lines. And Cam had uh, some different line mates uh, each Saturday than he did Sunday. Okay. Um, but he just kind of played a regular shift for the most part. No, no PK or power play or anything like that. But he played his shift when when his line came up, and he had some different players to work with. And uh, and they, you know, they they did a nice job, kind of just working them in the lineup and 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 seeing what he had to sell, and he did a good job. Sounds like there's some common philosophies between the Patriots and the Tomahawks here. Uh, talk a little bit about the relationship with uh, Johnstown. It sounds like this isn't the first time that they've given a look to a Patriots player. Yeah, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to want Cam back again uh, if they have happen to have home games and we have a weekend off mm -hmm. um, because he did well enough to deserve a, another opportunity to go back, and they did mention that. Um, we will probably, as the year goes on, uh, send players up there at least to practice with them so that, that some of our guys can see that level of play. And Because, uh, you know, we have, we have some guys here that might be able to play at that level, you know, as soon as next year. So if they can get up there this year and maybe just go through a couple practices and just get a feel for the, the size and the speed of, of that game, mm -hmm. it just gives them uh, that much more of an advantage going into tryouts next year for those NA teams. Excellent. Trems, you got anything to chime in here with? Yeah, I'll jump in and talk a little bit about the upcoming weekend here. Uh, like you said, it's a, it's a tall task ahead of you this weekend. Um, but bringing back to what you were saying about spreading out your players, um, we noticed that in doing so this past um, two weekends ago at the East Coast, we uncovered a, a few surprises in the lineup, and a few kids broke out of their shell. And we spoke with Stephen Gerke uh, a a couple of minutes ago, and, and he seems to be coming in form. Mikey Carr was a, another player on that line that, that just sort of roughed him and showed off the the speed that we, we came to, to see from him last year. Um, talk a little bit about players that are, are kind of stepping up their role here a little bit and, and, and where you'd like to see them by the end of the season. Yeah, well, uh, Stevens played well. Um, the whole since we brought him up to, uh, to the big team here, he's played well since he got here, and uh, He's starting to take on a bigger role. He's starting to throw his body around a little bit and, and driving to the net a little bit more. So he's getting more confident, which is nice to see. Um, Mikey Carr is still kind of up and down. He always has the potential to do more. He's just got to believe in himself. And uh, 
who scored a goal last weekend against East Coast, so hopefully he's going to build on that, so he's doing well. Um, Alex Gross, he's obviously, obviously a big factor, can be a, a game-breaker at any time, and he knows he's going to have to do that against Hampton this weekend. He's going to have to lead our team, and, and, and really, the better Alex plays, the better we're going to do as a team, and he knows that. So looking for big things from Alex. Um, Nick Gray has some really good opportunities against East Coast, so he's he's starting to uh, get to the front of the net and get in places where he can score, where guys can get him the puck. So, you know, we have probably four or five guys that are really – oh, and one more I, I want to mention. Um, obviously, Skirlick, he's a late addition to our team this year, and he's he's now fitting in real well, getting real comfortable with the situation and what his role is. Um, and I think Logan Nasser also, I should mention, I think played his best weekend of the year last weekend against East Coast. So we have a number of guys that are kind of really starting to just come into their own here and, and uh, playing their roles and doing their jobs. So I think it's going to be a good weekend for us. We'll see how we do. A couple more uh, questions for you, then we'll, we'll cut you loose. Um, talking about the, the offense of Hampton Roads, we, we saw it in the first matchup of the year. Um, if they can pour it on, they're going to pour it on. And uh, fortunately, the Patriots fell victim to that twice. But uh, are, there, are there any changes... In, in your approach, are, are you are you going to lock down your defenders, have them hone in on a specific guy on the ice? They got a couple of potent scores, if I, I do remember. Um, Larry Adagoki is one, and with Jeremy Wilson was the other one that was uh, tearing it up that weekend. Um, or are you are you going to are you going to continue to play the the style that we've seen over the past couple of weeks here that brought success? No, you know there's there's one change we're going to make. Um, you know, defense starts in the offensive zone when we have the puck really on any turnover, we're going to have our high forward in the zone in the middle of the ice, and he's not going to try to step in and break up plays. He's actually going to, he's actually going to back out and try to, try to uh, angle a guy off before they get to center ice, force him to either ice it or make a cross-ice pass. And just, you know, I think with Hampton, because of their speed, and they really love this Olympic-sized ice, we just got to take away their neutral zone play. And uh, so we're going to be maybe a little more conservative in the offensive zone with our high forward making sure that our high forward is, you know, on any turnover immediately thinking, okay, i got to play defense and, and, and do my job in the neutral zone rather than trying to step in and make a big hit or cause a turnover in the offensive zone. That's, that's one of our strategies we're going to try this weekend. Okay. Um, and last question. We, we got a hint from a, a previous interview that Tyler Nolan may be on the up-and-up and, and could rejoin the team here in a few weeks. Any, any updates on him or uh, Tyler Ackerman? Yeah, um, Tyler's skating tonight. He's on the ice right now. Um, whether or not he plays this weekend is still pretty questionable. Um, basically, after he skates, his ankle's a little sore. Um, so I don't think he's quite ready yet. He wants to be able to go out and skate through a practice and, and still feel good on his feet when he's done. And he's not quite there yet, but it's getting real close. Um, so I wouldn't expect Tyler's going to play this weekend, but I think he's maybe just a couple weeks away. And uh, Connor is definitely not probably till at least after Christmas. Okay. Yeah. All right, Shrems, Shrem, you were close. Uh, Jeremy Wilson was at the Empire team, but I think you were thinking of uh, um, Cody Pesic and uh, Alex Brissett were the two lethal weapons ah, Brissett, for Hampton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Those are definitely yeah. three players that uh, you're going to want to isolate there, uh, Coach. But if you were to have one thing that was a key to winning against Hampton Roads this weekend, what is that one key thing that you guys have to have nailed down perfective, uh, perf perfectly to ensure a victory? Yeah, well, we have to score first because we have to be able to play our game and be confident. If we get down early and, and you know, we're not – you can't come from behind against Hampton Rose. They're just too good. Once they get the lead and they start dominating, you know, we can't be a come-from-behind team against a team that as good as Hampton. we got to focus on just getting a real good start, playing hard in that first five, six, seven minutes, getting the lead, so that everybody feels comfortable and that we can play our style the way we want to play it and and just take it from there. That's really the key to winning is, is a good start. All right, Coach. Well, it sounds like uh, Shrem's really stole the show with all the great questions here, so I have nothing left in the tank. Thanks for joining us here, and uh, good luck this coming weekend against Hampton. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, that's Coach Rick Hildreth. So, Associate Head Coach Rick Hildreth, very pleased with what he saw out of that weekend with the East Coast Eagles and moving forward, you know, it, it takes a lot, you know, two weeks between games, and 
with a three-game win streak, you got to hope that the momentum is there. But it, it seems like all around, Coach Ziegler and uh, Coach Hildreth are very pleased with the chemistry of the line combinations that they've come across. They finally feel comfortable with what they have. My only concern, though, is having uh, you know Tyler Nolan and Connor Ackerman, when they come back, well, Tyler Nolan seems to be uh, on a faster track than uh, Ackerman for obvious reasons. But I do worry about kind of like tossing them back into the fold and trying to see where they fit again. You know, it's kind of like trial and error as you go along here. But definitely this coming weekend against the Hampton Roads Whalers is not the time for any error for, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes. No, no. And Coach has made that quite clear is that this weekend, you know, you don't have to be flawless, but you, you just have to be better than your opponent in that regard. Um, I like what he said about opening up the game coming out and, and getting that early lead. The moment you fall behind against Camden Rhodes, you're not playing your game anymore. You're playing catch-up. And, and Coach was quite clear about making sure that they, they get out there, they get physical, they mark the men, Brissett um, and Adagoke and Pesci. Those are the top three. Those are the guys that are going to be the defender's job to completely lock down, make sure that their trip to the neutral zone and, and into the offensive zone is the most difficult possible. And, uh, you know, this is a, a huge weekend for both goaltenders and, and a huge weekend for this defense. Yeah, in that first game, they went down 4 to nothing, and, I mean, in that 8-2 to two final score, and uh, that was definitely a hole that, you know, once you're deep four, uh, you know, when you're down by four, it's it's the toughest hole to ever come out of. Um, I mean, I, I kind of witnessed that with the UMBC Retrievers this past weekend. I called a game, and they were down by five. They clawed their way back within the last eight minutes, but it was too late. They lost 5-3. You can't let yourself go down early on in these games. And unfortunately, the way it started on Sunday, the Patriots did start off on the right foot. I mean, they struck three minutes and 34 seconds in with a Nick Gray goal. But after that, Hampton Roads had three unanswered. I mean, you got to stay consistent when you do strike early. You don't strike early and then sit back on your heels. You keep going, full force, go, go, go. So what I'm hoping to see is, you know, a strong couple of top lines going at it and just hammering away at the Hampton Roads defense and wearing them down. But that's going to be a tall order for this team, especially since, you know, Hampton Roads only with two losses. But, I mean... They have a lot of momentum in their favor right now with a three-game win streak, and they got to be riding high off of that, especially given that one of those was on the road and then two at home. You're back at home again for another two. No, and, and, and here's some things to, to consider for this upcoming weekend, um, and, and Coach Hilton alluded to it a little bit. You're on home ice, and, and we know that Hampton Roads, they've, they've lost two games on the road, so obviously you, you have that to consider that, you know, you can't get the better of this team if they're not in their home barn. And the teams that have beaten Hampton Roads, they're middle of the pack teams. They're right there with the Patriots. So uh, certainly a, a boost of confidence in that regard. But, um, you know, playing at home, especially on that Saturday night, that place is jumping. And and you you have to, to use that in your favor. You have to get the crowd on your side. You have to, to get your opponent's heads in, in, in that regard. And, you know, it's it's... You know, there, there's, there's definitely a, a possibility for this team to roll into this weekend and, and at least split one with them. We know they're going to come out flying. We know that they they, they want to continue their their momentum. They just have to, to harness it and channel it in the right direction and, and eliminate those turnovers inside their own zone and, and stay out of that penalty box. They'll be good physical and, and smart physical this weekend. And I'm doing a little research here on the fly, but uh, looking at the... The, the two losses on the road, they are genuinely on the road. Uh, at East Coast is the one loss, and uh, I'm trying to find where that other loss was. But uh, regardless, I mean, it, it's going to be tough for Hampton Roads. I mean, it, it's a short travel up, but, I mean, I think it's even shorter down to East Coast, so you can't say that Bus Legs was getting the best of them. But, uh, yeah, Hampton Roads, they got some dangerous players, as I alluded to before, with uh, Alex Brissett leading the way. I mean, he's at a two-point-per-game pace right now. Uh, that's dangerous to go up against. And, I mean, he, he is the power play specialist. Uh, so and, and also, Josh Maltz is another one to look out for. And then, of course, we already alluded to him before, Larry Adagoki. I mean, the guy has hands like butter. I mean, yeah. it, Smooth, smooth hands, just watching him out there on the ice. And uh, other teams know it. 
And when when you take a look at their top four, I mean, it's incredible, and it's a lot to stack up against. But I think the Patriots are capable. And uh, as we talked about, too, with, like, Cam Smith getting the opportunity up there in Johnstown to kind of showcase himself, I mean, he's got to be riding high off of that this past weekend. So he hasn't missed a beat. He hasn't taken a weekend off. He participated in some games. So he's ready to go. I mean, and right now his he's doing pretty well for himself with 22 points on a season in 16 games. And right behind him is the captain, Alex Gross. So you're looking for con- contributions from everybody up there at the top. Uh, with Smith, Gross, and Wensley, and I, I'd even throw Gray and Howland into the mix. So very exciting players on this Patriots team. It's just about finding finding the niche on the ice, you know, trying to figure out the right flow to the game. And I thought that they had that, and I felt that when they played against the East Coast. You didn't really doubt them at all, and it, it was... I mean, it was a positive feeling throughout both of those games that the Patriots had me convinced that they're ready to roll on if the, if they really, truly want to. So, and it's just in the goal scoring department, they do have to lock it up a little bit more because they are you know, allowing uh, four more than they are scoring. So that differential, I mean, it doesn't bother me too much, but I think it is a concern and the Patriots have to address it, especially in a weekend like this one coming up. No, it's absolutely true. And, and you and you want to give your goaltenders as much help as possible. So coming out of a weekend where you, you take away a victory, but, you know, it's a 7-5 to five victory, um, like you said, it, it's it's not that convincing that you can you can play both sides of the puck. I like East Coast because we saw good defense and we saw offensive contribu- contributions from players that we um, kind of didn't hear from too much before the weekend. So um, I like what Coach Childress said that he's he's going to continue running lines of three even scoring lines. We're not we're gonna, not going to put people in the roles. We're going to try and balance out the lines as much as possible. And, and, and as a coach, you got to love the scoring from your third and fourth line. If they can get that, the guys who are playing, you know, third and fourth line units, if they can, if they can get a goal or two out of those lines, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be huge for for um, the mentality of those kids, and it's going to be huge for the team. Let me throw a let me throw a fact at you. The Hampton Roads Whalers have scored 56 more goals than they have allowed. Uh, that's a big difference. And uh, looking at their tenders, uh, Taylor Brost is their top tendy. Seven wins, no losses, two shutouts, only allowing nine goals for a 1.28 goals against average and a 95% save percentage. Those are Vesna numbers. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that's, that's your Vesna candidate for right there. Um, Obviously, Hampton Roads are playing both sides of the puck because uh, if your defense is not allowing that many shots on goal and your goaltender is even stronger not allowing that many shots into the net, um, you've got a lethal combination. And uh, that, that's something that they're, they're going to have to lock up this weekend. And we say it every weekend, you shoot the puck. I mean, you got to get pucks on the net. You, we, we've seen some crazy deflections this year just by throwing it at the goaltender. Um and it may not look pretty. It may not be set up to look pretty, but the puck goes in the net. You know, it's it's a step in the right direction. And Blake Scott behind Taylor Bros doesn't look <laughs> as much, you know, he, not much of a difference there with a 92% save percentage. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough weekend, either goalie that they throw at the Patriots. But, uh, you know, I, I am impressed what we've with what we've seen from our Patriots goaltenders, Philip Park and Dustin Moyer. I mean, when they are called to duty, they show up and they deliver. I mean, we've seen some fantastic saves out of both of those goaltenders, and uh, they do play similar styles, and, uh, you know, the, you can't let the numbers fool you. I mean, well, Philip Park posting a 92% save percentage, I mean, is still impressive. Dustin with a 91% save percentage. They get peppered with the shots. The shot counts are definitely, um, there's a, disparity between the two you know obviously what they're allowing and what they're dishing out to their opponents uh, I think that they really kind of locked that down against the East Coast and I'm hoping that they continue that trend going in against Hampton Roads I think um, you know, like we mentioned before that this defense is getting stronger by the week and it's it's just a matter of time before they have to compete the complete package back yeah. Um, and, and that and on defense, they have the, the exact right combination that they need to protect the goaltender and, and set up the forwards for scoring opportunities. So, um, 
know, they're, they're, they've overcome the injury portion, and they've come out okay, I think. I think where they are in the standings, it's not, it's not a place to be complacent right now. They're going to have some pressure from the East Coast, some pressure from Atlanta as well. Um, but they can definitely make a push here. I, I think this is a very different team than what we saw last year. Hey, by the way, were you counting how many hip checks we had in those uh, games against East Coast? Because I think that uh, uh, we, we, we have to set possible. a record. <laughs> it, it, it's quite possible that I'm, I'm going to highlight every single one of them in the, uh, in the videos that you see on YouTube, the, the highlight video. So okay. um, keep your eyes peeled if you're a hip check fan like me. All right, youtube.com slash feed for the highlight videos. Uh, catch that there and all replays of Patriots home games. Elite and Empire games will be seen there. All right, Shramzi, let's close it out here. We'd like to thank all of our guests and, uh, of course, uh, Coach Hildreth for stopping by and talking with us. Uh, Shramzi, any last-minute thoughts before we go into the weekend against Hampton Roads? Well, big weekend coming up. they got to pull it together. I think, I think we can see them, um, we can see them uh, shock the world a little bit this weekend, but uh, don't hold me to that. All right, Patriots looking to build off of a three-game win streak, and the action can be seen live at the Prince William Ice Center on Saturday, November 16th at 6 p.m. And Sunday, Game 2 will be at 9.20 a.m. And if you can't make it to the barn, check us out. CrossIceFeed.com will have all the action. Click on the Stream button, and you'll get all the live action. And, of course, go to Ustream.tv to look at ad-free viewing options for $2.99 a month. Go ahead and buy it and cancel it after this weekend because you won't see us back here with any home games until February. And if I... If my mind serves me correctly, I believe we start off February with the Atlanta Junior Knights, so it should be exciting action there as the Patriots swept them out earlier on this season. So Hampton Roads, a tall order ahead here this coming weekend. Tune in live, crossicefeed.com. This is David Stearns for Brian Schrems saying good night, everybody, and we'll see you this weekend. And as always, don't stop believing.